Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Cross Talk in an hour. Waddle and Sylvie broadcast live from Hallis Hall today. A little walkthrough for the Bears. We'll get an update on fields later on. Bears play uh, two nights, Thursday night football against the Panthers at Soldier Field. So uh, Cross Talk in an hour. Bleck and Abdallah on tonight, 6 until 8. You can ring us up at 312-332-3776. Bears a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home, Yurko, on Thursday night on the short week. The total in the game, 39-and-a-half. The total below 40. You don't see those as often this day and age. But, but they're out there now. There are a few more. Nowadays, yeah, their offense has come down a little bit this year. Passing offense yeah, has dipped a little bit. Constant interference in the defense yeah. and secondary. <laughs> it's become, uh, life has become diff- uh, difficult to throw the ball. Yeah, a little bit more so. Uh, Andy is in Plainfield. What's up, Andy? Hey, guys. How you doing today? Hey, man. I, uh, I, hey, Yurko, real quick. Um, I, I just caught something you said. I, I, you taught me something. I didn't know. I always thought the, the green dot on the back of the linebacker was the same as the quarterback. And they, they called the plays in. You're saying it's not that way? Well, I'm asking. No, I think it is. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm oh, asking. Oh. I didn't know they talked to the linebackers. I'm pretty sure that gets sent into the uh, linebacker. Yeah, it's the same no thing. Idea. Yeah, yeah. There's there's oh, a green okay. dot on each uh, side of the ball. There's one green dot on each side. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. It's just kind of. I, I thought you were going to do some. Now they might be there, sending so. in. They might be sending in additional signals. Uh, to your right. point, uh, that could be happening. I, I do not know, but no, yes, the green dot, there's one green dot on defense, and the quarterback always has it on offense, yeah. Oh, okay, all right, so going back to the chipping, um, it, it's actually really easy. I, I don't remember where I saw it. it. was a while ago, but they were kind of addressing this, and basically there's um, six chips, one at each end of the football, and then one on each side of the seam around the center, and then no matter how you hold the football, like if you were to walk up to the end zone and align it, no matter how you turn the football, if any part of the football were to break the plane, the chip will show it. Right. So I always thought that was pretty cool. Now, you brought up a great point of um, the pie. how do you know where their knee's at? Right, the pie. You know, yeah. That I don't know. Yeah. So. I think it's the one thing that's holding it up, Andy, or at least they should then experiment with like those plays we talked about along the sideline or the goal line where you're not dealing with a pile. Uh, let's go to Jose in Freeport on ESPN 1000. Hello, Jose. Hey, what's going on, guys? Tell us. Uh, yeah, I just had a little thing on football helmets, and uh, my college doesn't do it. Uh, I heard that it's more of a player safety concern because they have to take out padding on the helmet to put in the little devices that talk to their ears. Hmm. So in the NFL, there's less padding on those helmets? Really? That's it? Because of yeah, the and device? Yeah, I guess it's like it's, since there's no players union in college, they... Yeah, they still leave in. They they don't put in the things on the helmet. Interesting, Jose. Thanks. Didn't know that. Twenty twenty one. It looked like they changed the rule for defensive players to be able to communicate. Also, really, that recently? That's what it looked like. like... I just read it. Jeez, I just read it. Maybe it's like Green Dot's been around for a while on the defensive side of the ball. Green Dot, and I mean, it consists of receiver speaker that allows the coach to decide to communicate. Hmm. And then at the one point it said 2021. Maybe it was before. I think I feel like it's got to be. Uh, I, I keep looking up the information, Carm. So maybe I'll get to it. <laughs> it's, don't worry about it, kid. Don't concern yourself with that. I'm now. already there. I, I'm surprised. <laughs> That's it. Now he's down the rabbit hole. Now I'm there. Tyler's at Midway on ESPN 1000. Hey, Tyler. 
Hey guys, how's it going? Good man. Uh, real quick, uh, if it were me with all the holes on this team, I'd be trading down and drafting Bo Nix. I know he's a little older, but he seems really mature, a really big leader in that team, and doesn't turn the ball over, takes care of it. That's my opinion on it. Okay. You're Bo Nix fan. All right. I mean, Bo is now the – we were just talking about this in the office yesterday. Bo is the all-time leader in games started, right? I mean, he's been starting since he was a freshman at Auburn. You know, and he's had his yeah, struggles at times. Started, but yes. I think Bo's got the most starts. So he is a little bit on the older side. Whatever they do, York, I just hope they get it right finally. Just, just can you finally – can you find Joe Burrow? Can well, at the end of the year, you're going to know. Mahomes. At the end of the year, you're going to know whether it's going to be Justin Fields or not. I think you're right. You have a feeling they already know whether I it's going to be Justin Fields or not. I think they do. I think. I, I don't. Know. I just find it hard to believe if they've got one of those top picks that they're not picking a quarterback with one of them. I, that would be surprising to me. Maybe it'll change. Maybe none of them will. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we've we've seen we've seen average quarterback classes. People go nuts and they. Dra- I I can't imagine with this one, with all the hype, whether it's real. I mean, whether it, not, well, the not, hype I, is always there. Yeah, that's so. The, the 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 what you have to do as a team is is figure out whether the hype is real. Uh, right. Yeah. So I, the hype is always going to be there. I just find it hard to believe that right. they're not going to take a quarterback. Is the hype real? Is what you've got to ask yourself. I just hope they finally get the right one. Maybe it's still Justin. I don't know. I. I got some questions, but if there were if there were hands down studs on the defensive line or the offensive line, then they would take the place of uh, those. Okay, th- might be a stud quarterback, but if you might be a stud quarterback and you don't have anything legitimate coming out in the draft, then those might be stud quarterbacks move to the front of the line. It's unfortunate, mm. but that's the way it's that's what what it's become. Let's go to, uh, where do we want to go? How about Philly Sid on ESPN 1000? Hey, Sid. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, you're I'm a little surprised about the 16 on the Bears. Maybe 15, but <laughs> Dallas hosting the Giants this week. Yeah, I'm that's, thinking I that's big the number. top that could, yeah, could be I a, got a big number on them, too. Yeah, that's a good one. No, yeah. There's your 15 and your 16 in some order, I guess. Exactly. So, but yeah. look at, so looking ahead, guys, with all the rankings and everything that happened weekly as far as power rankings go, Cannot look at Philly right now and judge them until they get through the next four weeks. Because mm-hmm. the next four weeks, they have KC away, Buffalo at home, San Fran at home, and Dallas away. They had a gauntlet full of games. Literally, Miami, two weeks later, Dallas, and KC, Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas, in that order. If they get through that gauntlet and they've only got two losses, absolutely, they're the number one team in the country. But they got to get through that gauntlet first. It's going to be tough. Yeah, very this, tough. Yeah, this is they're answering the tough part for sure. Uh, Sid, thanks, buddy. They keep. Oh, what did I just do? Uh, did I do something? No, did you whack them? No, it's all right. Thank you, Sid. Um, they keep winning games, though. You know, it hasn't been. They're not all uh, Picassos, I guess. Right? Wow, they're not yeah. all masterpieces. They keep winning games, and that is a murderer's row. Yeah, they got a tough. They got a tough stretch coming up. Dallas played well. It's always like one little thing with Dallas, York. Like Dak stepping out of bounds. What do you like? What? Yeah, Dak played well. You can't give him too much crap. But at the same time, how does Dak Prescott step out of bounds on that conversion? I and you're moving the ball. I mean, you're moving the ball with the help of Philadelphia. You had the interference penalty. You had the late hit penalty on the quarterback. I, I mean, they, they Philadelphia was doing everything they could to escort the Dallas Cowboys down the football field. 
Then they got down to what was it, the six yard line, yeah. and they couldn't punch it in. I know. I, it's like there's always something with Dallas, you know. Even when they play well, even when Dak goes, and Dak's had good games against Philly in his career. He's really he's played very well against the Eagles. I, they're just they're, it feels like with Dallas, it's always something. And you bring up a good point. Some of the play calling when they got down inside the goal, inside the the five there, inside the seven yard line. Yeah. I mean, it's like that's Mike McCarthy, quite frankly. Uh, so good luck. You're not going to fix that at this point. And then you know, Dak steps out of bounds, or they're down short of the goal line. His knees down. Was that Ferguson? Who was that? Was that Ferguson that was down short of the the I'm goal sure. line on that one? The tight end. Yeah. Was that who it was? Yeah, I think so. Uh, they're throwing short of the the end zone to Ceedee Lamb. What are we doing, guys? What's the thought process there? Why isn't he in the end zone? That with no time on the clock, CD's going to make somebody miss? They've got eight guys along the goal line. Well, at that point, they had been backed up too, right? Wasn't that? Didn't they get backed up? They did. The, they yeah. did. But he could have thrown it to They're the end zone. They can throw it to the Well, end they zone. were trying to clear out. The problem is there's not enough room. Nobody's got to go deep once you're at, once you're in the end zone. How deep do you have to go to still be able to cover? But how do you throw? And it then short? so they did that deep in, clearing everybody out. He catches the ball. Now they're hoping, you're hoping for a missed tackle. I you're guess. hoping for a defensive player as he accelerates forward to slip, and then you got a crease. You get into the end zone. I think you've got a better shot of at least getting it to the end zone and hoping something crazy happens. One of your guys goes up and just makes a play, or ball gets bad and it falls into your hands. I don't know. The play calling that you just touched on. When they got down inside the red zone, they're down inside the 10. Dak stepping out of bounds, not throwing it to the end zone. It's like it's, it's always something with Dallas. Uh, Andy's on the north side. What's up, Andy? Hey, guys. I don't know if this has been covered before, but why can't the Bears run an offense like Baltimore has with Lamar Jackson using Justin Fields in the same situations? Uh, uh, because Lamar Jackson's a better thrower yeah. right now than Justin Fields is. I'm with Yurko on that one, Andy. Yeah. yeah. The Bears run the ball as well as Baltimore. Right. <laughs> I mean, they just yeah. do. Lamar Jackson's a better passer. Do you know Lamar Jackson's third this year in completion percentage over expectation? He's yeah. a better he's a better player. He's yeah. a better quarterback. He's been an MVP in this league. He, he's a better passer. He just he is. The, 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 at some point, Lamar Jackson figured it out. At some point, Jalen Hurts figured it out. It slowed yeah. down. Yeah. He was making throws last year. Jalen Hurts said, this guy, this, he's got it. Lamar Jackson's completing over 70% of his passes. That's just the raw data. And then again, over expectation, he's third in the NFL. He's, he's good. He's better than Justin. That, that's, I think that's why, Andy. Let's go. Where do you want to go, Yerk? Uh, my about Randy in Seattle. Yeah, what up, Randy? You're comfortable with. Hello, boys. What's up, Randy? So, quick comment to me, Caleb Williams is Justin Fields 2.0. Plus, I don't like his attitude, not interested. Um, as far as evaluating quarterbacks, that's not my job. I'm not good at that other than deciding I don't like Caleb Williams. But I think the Bears, if they grade them out about the same, I think you trade down. I think you look for a uh, left tackle if there's a great one. I think you look for a three-technique guy if there's a great one bolster the lines and still get a quarterback and maybe even if you trade well you might even grab a marvin harrison jr possibly depending on how the the whole draft board shapes up for them yeah there was some of that might you know a few things might have to go their way but uh trading one of those picks to move out depending on how this ends up we'll see in january when uh, week 17 is or week 18 excuse me right when week 18 is over how it uh how it lines up and then we'll know what options they have. Uh, trading out of one of those spots is not crazy, though, especially because, you, you know, you gave up a second rounder. 
We didn't really talk about the sweat deal. It happened over the weekend. We, we kind of predicted it would. Remember, right. we said, by the uh, end of the, the weekend. Two, who do you want? Of the two, we said, who do you want? Chase Young or Montez Sweat? I said, it. I think when we were talking about it, previewing it, it happened the next day. I think Montez Sweat made more sense. But it made more sense because I thought you'd give up a third-round pick and not a second-round pick. I also thought the deal was a fair one. Again, we knew the deal at some point was going to happen. I thought it was a fair one. I mean, about $25 million a year. That seems right, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, we also said not, you don't anticipate making the move unless you negotiate a contract course, with them. Of course. Yeah. You and, had to keep them. And it didn't come with it, but you've got, you need permission to talk to the other side if you're going to do that before a draft, but there must have had to have been some assurances somewhere. Mm. Back channel, Carm. This is what I like to call the back channel. The old back channel. That we will find ways to make an agreement to the happen. back channel. 312-332-3776. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Just always think of good fellas. Simple as that. Crosstalk at 2 with Waddle and Sylvie. They're live at Hallis. Bleck and Abdallah tonight, 6 to 8. But Bleck and Abdallah did a funny uh, video because... Um, they did? Yeah, last night. They produced some comedy? And it's uh, the, it's the station. Time. The station uh, is Instagram and TikTok. You really should be following all of us in the station. There's a lot of great content that's on there. They did a funny video, uh, Adam bundling up like he's uh, going to the game, like the little brother in Christmas story going right. off to school. It sure. was funny. And Bleck just had his, uh, it, it's called Field Cheer, right, Chris? Field Cheer. Yes, sir. Yeah, I went, I bought a jacket last night. Yeah. No joke. I went online. I use promo code uh, ESPN25. ESPN I got yeah. I got 25% off and I bought a jacket cuz it's Chris said, "Oh, well, I got to just call my smartphone. Is it? it heats up. It's like a down jacket. It's got some uh, heating stuff in it. You control it's got a little battery, a little small battery pack. Some you elements. Can, you control it from your phone so there's Brilliant. an app. Yeah, it's, it's Bluetooth. Great. So all you do is you open the app and you can change the setting of heat. Brilliant. On the jacket, like on the small of your back, the your shoulders. It, it, it's great. They got vests. They got so they got insoles. You could put an insole in your shoe. I love it. And it's heated by your app. If they got socks, vests, if you're gloves, sitting out whatever. At Bears games. Uh, if they got the underwear. Good. They got underwear. Yeah, that's be good. They, they got, got underwear. everything. If you work outside, it's perfect. If you, uh, I assume, Carm, you're going to be watching some cold weather games for your kids at some point here. Eh, not really. Bull in the, the spring. In the spring, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Get geared up now. ESPN two five at fieldshare.com. I bought a coat last night. No joke. Went on, saw their video. I like the idea of the product. I said, I'm going to buy a coat. And that's what you did. That's what I did. That was the best part of the night between that stupid Monday night game, me thinking about my White Sox, and I'm envious of the Cubs, and rewatching the Colts and the Panthers. The best part of my night was buying that field cheer jacket, Yurko. The retail therapy. The retail therapy is right. Boy, that's a sad thing. Right? Huh? Oh, my God. Um, what brought you joy was to buy something. To buy a coat. They better. got you hook, line, and sinker, know, my friend. I know. Well, if that Monday night game would have been better, my God. All right, so let me ask you my second question. I asked you, I'm, I'm playing the yeah. game a year ago. What's wrong with? And I said, what's wrong with the Bills? Five and four, eighth in the conference. Are they going to miss the playoffs? In his first three seasons in the NFL, Yurko Justin Herbert averaged 31 touchdowns per season. He's on pace for 28 this year in the fewest yards of his career. Yurko, what's wrong 
with Justin Herbert? Something? Nothing? A little? Uh, I, I think uh, quality of receiver uh, is uh, hampering him a little bit. I, th- I think the injury with the Mike Williams is bothering him. Keenan Allen's getting old in the tooth, too. That's true. He's having more trouble getting away from people. I think having a dominant tight end is what's truly missing out of that offense and is what's making them uh, lesser. Uh, the, the rookie can't get open. He can't. It doesn't I look mean, like he can get open. I mean, he's Velcroed onto yeah, everybody. Keenan Allen is fighting his ass off trying to find space. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, Quentin Johnston just is not getting open. Um, is, is the offensive line stayed healthy? Is the, yeah, the right side? You know, well, yeah, Slater's good. Uh, although he got he got trucked on one play. You don't see that very often. One of the sacks, he got absolutely uh, run over. You know, uh, Corey Lindsley going out it hurts them. They're center. They're on the right side. They haven't been very good. He he's been under duress a lot. But you know they're they're in the they're in the in the hunt graphic yeah. now. Well, they're in the Going hunt. Week 10. And, and as I say, I think a, a dominant tight end. Uh, I don't know if there's an Iowa tight end coming out this year. <laughs> there's but, always an Iowa yeah, tight end. Maybe they can find one. Notre Dame tight end, not as much. Do you see that? But if uh, you, if you can find me an Iowa tight end, maybe. See that score that Iowa Northwestern game at Wrigley Field from the weekend? Oh, it was Taffy Pole ten seven or ten three? Which 10-7. one was it? Ten seven. Hey, that I mean, one stuck up on me. I'm going to be honest be with you. Me. That one snuck up on me. Somebody said they, they're playing at Wrigley. Yeah. Go, who? It's a Northwestern. <laughs> well, you're kidding me. 10-7. I, I imagine 40,000 people showed up for that thing. Danny Lynch was there. Danny Lynch, one of our, our guys here. Well, he's an Dallas. Iowa guy. He's an Iowa guy. My, my youngest brother went to Iowa. I don't think Tony went to the game, though. Danny Lynch said the scene afterwards, he said he hasn't seen it that crowded in Wrigleyville since, like, 2017 playoffs, NLCS. That's what he said. A lot of Iowa fans, man. I mean, you know. A lot of people from here went to Iowa. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot. Checkbook in a heartbeat. That's right. That's all you need. They're going to shout out my brother and a lot of his friends, but that's okay. It's fine. Um, you might laugh at me for this one because, <laughs> boy, you talk about high expectations. They're fifth in yards per play, fifth in EPA per play. But I'm going to ask you, what's wrong with the Chiefs offense? And you could maybe laugh, but... In each of Mahomes' first six seasons, Yurko, they've been no worse than top six in points per game, and they're usually like first or second. They're twelfth right now in points per game, and it just it doesn't look quite the same. And Mahomes even said right. to Peter King on the field in Germany about how great his defense is. He goes, "I promise you, we're going to get this right. offense figured out." So, what's wrong with the Chiefs' offense? I think the development of the wide receivers and development of the depth of the wide receivers. I think that's a problem for them. You lose one guy, you can kind of you're all right. You lose a second guy, okay. You lose a third guy, maybe, and then ultimately it becomes the quality of your wide receivers. And uh, not only that, but guess who's running the show over there? Who's running the show? Matt Nagy. No. I Matt Nagy. Ah, he looked like he's calling yeah, he plays. did look like he was it calling looked, the plays. It looks like Andy <laughs> gave him, you know, hey, go ahead, Matt. He did. On you Sunday, know, it did look a few times. We won't tell anybody you will, but you're the guy yeah. that's going to be calling the plays. It did. And then you're left scratching your head. And then some plays look like they're wonderful. It did look a few times right. like those Matt Nagy was calling plays. So I, I, I think that. It's like the, the the don't break the the ice. Remember the game? Sure. You you lose one piece of ice. It's not a problem. Yeah, Second yeah. piece of ice. Uh, it's okay. Then, then all of a sudden you lose too many pieces of ice. And the next one's going to bring the whole thing That's toppling right. down. Like Jenga, also one yes, piece like fine. Jenga. All of a sudden now you got to make a move, and there it is. And that can happen at a certain position. You can survive Tyree Kill the first year, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Then you had guys, and then all of a sudden those guys left. And now you're trying to replace them with guys. You're bringing McCole Hardman back, and it hasn't quite 
um, gel together yet. Yes. That's what you're waiting for in Kansas City. You're waiting for it to all gel together. Remember, four months is a long time. Yes, you're right about And we're that. only two months into this thing. You're right about Not that. even two months. This will probably be yeah, like the right second about month now, right now. Yeah. 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 So you got another two months left in this bad boy. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's go to, where do you want to go? Zach and Niles on ESPN 1000. Hey, Zach. Carm, how are you? Good. Who are you? Yurik, how are we doing, fellas? Uh, we're doing good. We're doing real good. I, uh, I wanted to give you guys a call, Carm. This one's for you. This is actually a, a gambling-related thing involving college basketball. But you always thought gambling before it was legal. Um, I always listen to you, so I'm a Q1 guy. But uh, last night, college basketball. You can see there's a lot of favorites called cupcake season earlier in the year, you know, and yeah. teams are 25-point favorites or more, right? Yep. So I parlayed 16 of them, channeling my inner Yurko with a 16-team stinger. Beautiful. Five five dollars, five dollars to win two hundred and ten thousand dollars. Oh my god! I lost by one leg. Missouri didn't cover for me by two and a half points. Oh. I'm absolutely devastated. Zach, the sob story, but I had to had to call in and let you know. Zach, I I feel your pain. Did you see James Madison? Five dollars for two ten, two fifteen, two ten. Split over two separate oh. tickets. I I couldn't believe it. I called a lotto ticket. You know, it's not going to hit. But last night I was pacing around. Oh my! And God, uh, unfortunately, man. it didn't come through. But I'll try and send you the ticket on Twitter uh, so you can yeah. take a look at Zach. it. You had the pleasure of being nervous, Zach. Thanks, buddy. Right? He had the pleasure of being nervous that this thing might come in. I'd be heartbroken. I mean, all the way to the last leg, he did, missed it by one. Did you see Michigan State lost to James Madison yesterday? I saw that. Yeah. Izzo lost to Izzo. Yeah, Izzo lost to Izzo. Is that yeah. his nephew? I don't know who it is, but he lost to Izzo. Izzo. I think it's that's nephew. Izzo on Izzo crime. Izzo right on there. Izzo crime. Right. But that's Izzo. Doesn't he lose a bunch in the non-conference and yeah, then they'll be fine come yeah, tournament time? I, I guess so. You're the college basketball guy. I guess so. This is early for college basketball. I can't watch college basketball yet. I'm sorry. It's I just, early. I, I can't. Yeah. I got to get my advanced ticket on Kentucky for the champions this year. You like Kentucky as the champs this I year? I do. Okay. I do. And then like in five years, they'll, they'll have to the vacate it? Well, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, no, I know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, You'd win. It doesn't matter to me. I'd still win. Of course it doesn't matter. You don't have to pay your bets back. No, of course not. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I'm just saying. Like, it's great. Yeah, great for you. But, you know, in five years, they'll have to vacate it. You know how it goes. Coach Cal. Mike's in Lombard. What up, Mike? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Love the show. Hey, I've always wanted to ask somebody who knew, and I, either one of you guys, but I think if anybody knew, it would be Yurko. So, um sort of on topic and off topic with the quarterback coach um, communication. There was something that I saw either in print or in an interview back in 1998 when the Vikings set the record for the most points. Uh, It was Moss's rookie year. They set the record for the most points in a season. Brad Johnson, their starting quarterback, got hurt early in the season, and Randall Cunningham had to come in to take mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. And the rumor was that he didn't have enough time to, lo- to learn the playbook. So what the Vikings were doing is they would call whatever they called in the huddle really quick, break the huddle early, get to the line of scrimmage, and then Brian Billick, who was the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, would radio down to Cunningham while that mic was still open and pre-read the defense from the booth. Have you guys ever heard anything like along those lines? I didn't. I played him that year too. Thanks, I believe. Mike. Cleveland. Uh, Did you well, play ninety eight? I played against him. That was his rookie season. It was the. That, I think that was the record setting year. That was the yeah. fifteen to one campaign. Ninety eight. That oh, was, was ninety eight. Uh, so we did play him in ninety eight when you were in Jayville. Yeah, take a look. It's December. 
Late December, uh, second from the last week of the yes. season. And they beat you guys. Oh, that's the game you've talked 52, about. 50, 50 to 10. 50 to 10, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they beat us pretty good that day. I would say so. Yeah. And Billick was the OC. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, first of all, it's not uncommon for some coordinators to be yeah. talking to their quarterback right until it right shuts the it moment shuts before it shuts off. 15 seconds before. They, so I, I wouldn't doubt it. I would have that, to watch video yeah. to see if that's true. Wasn't the rumor always that McVay was in Goff's ear all the way until it shut off, telling him, like, this is what we see from the defense? Wasn't that the story about McVay and Goff? I thought it was. Yeah. Right? That's exactly what it was. Yes. And that even Nagy was doing that with Mitch a lot. So I, I, I don't think it's totally unheard of. Yeah, that 98 team. Uh, that 98 by Yeah, they scored 24 points in the final quarter. We were down 26 to, 26 to 3. We were down going into the fourth quarter. And then it got ugly. Interception, interception. One return for a touchdown, one return to the three-yard. It was brutal. Randy Moss, 1,300 yards that year, 17 touchdowns. God, he was good. Let's go to, speaking of the Vikings, let's go to Viking Scott. What up, Scotty? Gentlemen, so before I get into my Viking talk here, um, how about that catch by Keenan Allen yesterday? That was a great catch. And again, that's another one that that, uh, Justin Herbert almost missed him on. I don't know what he's doing. He's wide open, and yet he was able to grab that ball, turn his body, and tuck the ball away so your elbow doesn't hit and the ball doesn't bounce. Incredible catch. But think about this now with the Vikings, and I want to get to the point about a little wager here on Kevin O'Connell for Coach of the Year. Started one and three. Jefferson goes on the IR, and they win four games, and now one with a guy that literally arrived on Tuesday evening. And was there on Wednesday, didn't know anybody's name. So do you think they're, you know, with the schedule ahead, as I do think with these next four games, Saints, Broncos, Bears, bye week, Raiders, it's a very good chance you can win three of those four and possibly still be within reach of Detroit. So do you think a nice little pizza money wager on Kevin O'Connell for Coach of the Year is even worth it? Um, yes, I do think it's worth it. Uh, I absolutely do. Uh, the, your problem is your what is happening with your quarterback room, and I know the Dobbs story was awesome, Scotty. But man, oh man! I'd and once again, you guys are ahead on that free sandwich bet because Dobbs has got two touchdowns thrown, and Mullins hasn't came back. Well, here, Hopefully, so he's going to get released I, I, today, back from IR. I don't know that I'm saying I want to make the wager because I don't think you're crazy to think that he could win it. So, I don't totally disagree with you. So, how are we going to make a wager on it? No, 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 no wager. I'm just saying you might want to invest in it. You oh, put a few oh. shack, a few pizza dollars. Uh, yeah, you know, I, some, some pizza money, some couch change. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy. I, I think it's there. But, I mean, well, think about this, one and three, and I sent you the picture, Karma, after Dobbs got sacked for a safety veteran quarterback. Then he scrambled out of pocket, gets the ball, and I, you know, usually I throw stress balls, but this time it was a bottle of uh, something on the bar and into the door and put a little <laughs> nick that. in the storage that. room door. And nice. uh, the wife wasn't too happy. She says, grow up, you're 55 years old. Uh, yeah, she's and right. I said, you know what? This is called fandom. Think about that. A quarterback, and I'm swearing and cussing after he gets tackled for safety, loses the ball. Then he runs one before the half, which was incredible. Awesome. And then he comes down at the end and leads him on a drive. Hey, Joshua Dobbs, you're our quarterback now. Was, I love you, buddy. Yeah, of course you do. Scotty, thanks, buddy. It was incredible. Who won last year, guys? And why am I blanking? Who won Coach of the Year? Did did uh, Sirianni win? Did uh, I can't think of who won last year. Just because I'm, I'm guessing it would have had to have won, don't you think? Was it Sirianni? Oh, who the heck was it? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it was Nick Sirianni. Brian Dayball. Dayball. Brian Dayball. Dad, duh, duh. Brian who Dayball currently has the yeah. worst offense well, yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. And I am constantly reminded of the fact that someone who was sitting where Yurko usually sits told me that Daniel Jones was a great quarterback because oh, Brian Dayball wanted him. That's nonsense. Just like to it's remember, remind nonsense. everyone that. 
take that. Who would that person uh, be that told take you that? Take that. Oh, take that. There you go. Yes. Daniel, I'll tell you who it is Daniel, on my recap. Daniel Jones is a great quarterback. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's right. Dayball, because that was kind of impressive that they got to the playoffs. You know, right now, who's – and I haven't looked at the odds of that. I know we got a break. Is Dan, I would think Dan Campbell's up there. Maybe Sirianni's up there again. But O'Connell is a – a little bit of a long shot might not be a bad idea, although I don't know if they can keep this up with the, what's happened in their quarterback room. And they just lost Cam Akers. They lost another running back who tore his other Achilles. Poor kid. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is the number. Uh, some Bears players will meet the media. We'll carry those live when it happens. We'll cross-talk in 30. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Second time in a month. The Bears have to play in the short week. Oh, that's rough. I know you get the extended break after, but man, that's hard on the body this time of year. What's the injury report look like, Abdallah? Uh, sorry, I had to confirm something with Chris. So Jaquan Brisker uh, is, has, was a full participant. He's currently meeting the media, so I would assume that means he's going to uh, to play. That's good. Uh, Justin Fields still limited with right. his right thumb injury. Uh, Khalil Herbert was a full participant. Cole Komet was full. He was a DNP yesterday. Yep. Uh, Equimini St. Brown, a full participant. And Tyreek Stevenson, a full participant. Okay, so there it is. Just waiting on Justin. We're going to find out in a couple of days. If he'll be good to go for Thursday night or if they give him one extra week just to fully rest up and make sure that that thumb is strong and you know, then you get the extra time going into the Detroit game. So kind of feel like they're going to maybe play on the safe side here, Yurk, and just say keep strengthening it, keep throwing, and then we get an extended build break. up. Yeah, you know, extended break. So I would think week 11 he's back. I'm guessing it's going to be Tyson Bajant. I would guess that also. I'm 8, guessing. 9, 10, week 7. Through 11. Yeah, you're looking at the the rest that's probably necessary. All right, I'm going to give you uh, some good news on the Bears. We talked about them a little bit yesterday. Good news on the Bears. We talked about number 76. Wait, he's wearing yeah, 76? Tevin he's wearing 76. Yeah, yeah. Tevin Jenkins. Right. Okay. Uh, here we go. PFF grades. Amongst guards in the National Football League that have played 20% of their team snaps. All right, York, so that's the minimum. Right. Guards in the NFL, interior uh, guards, interior linemen. These are their pass block grades. Pass blocking grades. Number one, Joe Tooney. Joe Tooney. Not a surprise. Yeah, Joe Tooney. Number two, Brandon Scherf. Again, not a surprise. That's right, Scherf. Number three, Greg Van Roten. Maybe a little bit of a surprise. Number four, Kevin Zeitler. Number five, Elton Jenkins. Not a surprise. Uh, number six, Quentin Nelson. Not a surprise. Number seven, Bulls. Joel Batonio. Not a surprise. One of the Cleveland. best guards in the league. Number eight, Tevin Jenkins. Number eight. That's his pass block grade. His overall grade, Yurko. Number one, Kevin Dotson. Number two, Chris Lindstrom. Number three, Tyler Smith. Number four is a player I've never heard of, to be fully honest with you. Aaron Steiny. I do not know who that is. He plays for Tampa. I don't know if it's just like an outlier year or if he's one of their young players. I do not know who that is. Number five, Tevin Jenkins. Number Five overall grade, Yerk. Ahead of Ezra Cleveland, ahead of Zach Martin, ahead of Joe Tooney. Aaron Steiny is a ahead uh, of Joel Batonio, a veteran. I don't know who he is. He's a 1994 born. So 
But how so about that? 29 years old. Yeah, that's good. Listen, Tevin Jenkins can play. Tevin Jenkins can flat out yeah, play. He can play. I like him. I do, too. Yeah. So there's there's a there's some good news for you. Piece of good news. I, I thought you'd like that. Well, I think that's good news. And when do they have to pay him? Well, next year's year four. So after next year, he'll be a free agent. You know, well, you pick up the fifth year option on it. There him. is no fifth year option. It wasn't a first round pick. What was him second? It was a second round pick. Well, you, there's no fifth year option. There is no fifth year I'm glad option. They got my four friend. years on him. You get four. You get so he'll be eligible for the extension this offseason, right, Yerk? Yeah. With that going into the last year of the deal, is that right? I, I think they, if they wanted to sign, well, you could do it any time. I guess you could do whatever. Yeah. But he'll have the one more year before he's a free agent uh, because Tevin was not a first round pick, so there is no fifth second year round draft choice. Number thirty nine overall. That's where you take guards. See, I know he was a tackle, but that's where you take guards. Guess what? He was a top forty pick. You see, when we say top forty picks are good picks, remember I told they're you they're valuable picks. You remember I told you also that I would never draft a guard. I draft tackles and then turn them into guards. That's what they've done in Tennessee with yeah. Skaronsky. Why? You, take, you draft tackles and then turn them into guards. If they can't play tackle, they'll be able to play guard probably, if Rob, I had to guess. Robert Gallery, yeah. the name that comes to mind. Big fellows. I told you Jonathan Ogden played guard before he went yes, out that's there. That's right. Tackle in college, went to Baltimore, very talented, played guard for a year, yep. then went back out to tackle. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And played himself to the Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. Yeah, but see those those top 40 picks? You get good players in the top 40 in the NFL. And that's where you take a guard, though, or tackle that you're going to convert to a guard. Tevin Jenkins is balling. Justin's on the south side. What's up, Justin? Hey, how you doing? Good. You hear me? Yep. Pretty good, pretty good. Love y'all show. Sometimes I definitely disagree. And That's, um, that's cool. Hold on. Yeah, thank you, man. On, on this side, um, Keller Williams is not better than Justin Fields. No measurables, no anything. Arm strength, speed. Justin runs a four three. Yes. He has had no time to throw since he's been into the league. He's changed coaches two times. He got drafted to a quarter to a to a quarterback who should have drafted. I mean, a coach who should have drafted Deshaun Watson. They tried to make up for it by drafting Justin Fields. You all know the story. So organizationally, we are just a terrible organization. And we're bringing young men into this organization at quarterback. We think we just can trade out, but it's going to be the same thing. We have no organizational structure. Evil Foods is not an offensive coach. We should have hired an offensive coach if we truly truly wanted Justin Fields to be the quarterback. Yes. He's, he's 6'4". He's, he, 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 I mean, he completes 60% of his passes with no offensive line. We, we, we went out and got the wide receiver from Pittsburgh um, that we just traded away. Clay uh, yeah, yeah, big bust. Yep. We don't have a number two wide receiver. We only got DJ Moore, so we don't have any structure. There's been no structure implemented around Justin Fields for him to be successful. So for you all to blatantly say, just throw him away, let's go get another first-round draft pick, Kayla Williams is at USC. He has all the time in the world to throw. If anybody's better than Kayla Williams, it's your door who's taking a beating, but you look at his numbers and his touchdown numbers versus the intercession numbers is immaculate. So with Justin, he at Ohio State, it's not like he forgot to play. Colorado? You know, he, 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 no, no. Oh, Justin Fields, when he was at Ohio State, he went to two back-to-back national championships, right? And so he gets into the league. No, he that's can, not right. He, he didn't go to back-to-back national championships. Well, he went to the, he went to the Final Four twice, back-to-back. Yes, okay. so my, yeah, my playoffs. Point is, he, he played it. He's a great quarterback. If somebody like the like the Philadelphia Eagles, they invested in Jalen Hurts. They put a coach around who coached him. That's what coaching is. Yes. Coaching is. Right? I don't disagree with everything you say, Justin. I don't. Uh, I've talked about the want for offensive coaches for a long time. I don't disagree. 
You can't make a million excuses, though, for Justin Fields. Uh, Justin holds the ball too long. Now, does that mean we're throwing him away? I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I, I cheer for Justin. I like him. I wish he'd be great. Justin holds the ball too long. Justin has a reluctance to throw the ball into tight windows. That's not us making it up. You can put the tape on and watch it, and that's not the fault of the offensive and line or anybody else. That's Justin's fault. He said Shador, and I, that's when I went Colorado. That's yeah, who yeah. he's talking His, about, right? Shador Sanders' offensive right. line stinks. Yeah. I don't disagree with everything you're saying, Justin, but you can't always just make excuses and say it's everybody else's fault, it's not Justin's fault. Justin has not developed some of the traits and skills that and you were hoping re- that a franchise quarterback would develop at the NFL level. I'll repeat what I heard yesterday. And this is last night after the game. They're uh, doing the analysis on, on the game about the quarterback position. One, two, three, ball has to be gone. One, two, three, ball has to be gone. Zach Wilson on six of the eight sacks, had the ball in his hand for four seconds or longer. Yes, correct, four or longer. The predominance of the sacks that have been given up by the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields at quarterback, the predominance, it's a certain percentage, it's a high percentage, have been for four seconds or longer. The play Just he got hurt on, you can he complain. held the ball yeah. for six seconds. You, you can, can complain uh, about uh, the uh, offensive line blocking. Right. You can complain about the inability to see the blitz or to pick up the blitz or... For, you know, the offensive line to pick up a blitz. I'll give you that criticism. Minnesota, he was under duress. He was under fire. Um, But I have not called for the Justin Fields to be done. I haven't called for that. I want to see him back in action. Even if it's only seven games, I want to see him back in action. Look who's out front. Mr. Morin. There he is. Old Gator, the Gator kid. Yeah, you you can't hold the ball for four or five seconds in this league. Bad things happen. Can't do it. And you can't blame an offensive Bad line for that. Bad things are happening. You're that silly happens. to blame an offensive line for that. And uh, the last two seasons, uh, no quarterback in the NFL has held the ball longer than Justin Fields. But, and that's just factual. That's a, that's a fact. That's not an argument. That is now, a statistical Minnesota, fact. They brought the funk. They brought the heat. They brought it all. They brought the boom. Or as I say, the Bears now, I don't want it to, we brought the boom. I wanted to change that we brought the splat. What a picture of Cow letting it go on, on the concrete floor. Jeez. Well, that's what it is right now. That's the way they're playing. And even though I put a 16 up on, they're playing the worst team in the NFL. No, second worst team in the NFL. You better be able to win against the second worst team in the NFL at home on a Thursday night. You think? That's why the 16's right there. You would think. All the pressure in the world. But every time I hear that, I go, here comes the splat. Uh Uh-oh. Because I expect them to defecate right down their panel. No, don't say that. Here comes the splat. Crosstalk in 15 minutes. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We're wrapping the week on Friday at 93 Octane Brewery in the Pride Stores in St. Charles. A little west of downtown Geneva on Route 38. So come by and see us. We've done lots of shows out there over the years, and we'll be back. Did some Remus picks with the Pride Stores. Those will be on sale soon, but uh, you can come and taste them. Get some of their delicious award-winning beer that they make right there at 93 Octane. The MGP Master Distiller is going to be in town. 
so we can uh, do a little Q&A with him after the show. You can hang and meet him, and we're going to taste some of the Remus stuff. Uh, Remus is made at MGP, which makes a lot of great whiskey, right, York? For plenty of oh, non-distilling yeah. producers out yeah. there. So. Top-notch whiskey, top-notch, top-notch. So hang with us on Friday, and we'll be reacting to the opening uh, of Week 10, Bears and Panthers, on Thursday night. That's this Friday, 93-octane brewery in St. Charles in the Pride Stores. Come by and say Hello. Tom's in Toledo on ESPN 1000. Hello, Tom. Hey, hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, the point I wanted to make, and I told your producer, Justin Fields has been a great quarterback when he was in grade school. He was a fabulous quarterback in high school. In fact, they made movies or TV shows about the kid. He did still Ohio State, like your previous caller said. He went to two Final Fours. Now, you're going to tell me that without the right co- – I mean, if Justin Field holds the ball too long, it's because he's not seeing things clearly, and I blame that on coaching. He's, he is the best athlete that you can find for a quarterback. He's big, strong, fast. And I, so we're going to put everything on, on Getsy. The guy who was the quarterback's coach for Aaron Rodgers up at Green Bay, I, you know, come on. Uh, Jerk, I told you, we talked a week ago, and we said that the three most important parts of a football team, quarterback first, D-line, and O-line. I think if they get rid of Justin, they're making a huge mistake because he's going to thrive somewhere. With the right coaching, he's going to, I mean, he is the kind of thing you would draw up and say, hey, this is the kind of quarterback we need. It's just I've seen this kid play at Ohio State, being from Ohio. The kid's a winner. I think it's just coaching. Well, it could be. A lot of great players are great in college and not great in the pros, though, Tom. I mean, that's not exclusive to Justin Fields. Uh, Coaching's probably part of it, of course. The the Bears don't hire good people and good coaches. We've been ranting about this for years. Yes. They've ruined a lot of quarterbacks. Well, it's uh, the reason they say uh, Chicago is where quarterbacks and receivers go to die uh, is yes. for a reason. Yes. They say it for yeah, a reason. Yes, 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 yes. But just because a guy's great in college doesn't mean he's going to be great in the pros. True. See it all the time where guys uh, just can't make that transition. Transition. It's a lot harder in the NFL. Uh, should we grab one more? Yeah. Gary and Bourbonnet. What's up, Gary? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Would this be the craziest thing in the world if – so we have two picks that are probably going to be in the top five. So if we take Carolina's pick that ends up being one or two, whatever it is, and we hold a King's Ransom similar similar to what we did last year in the D.J. Moore deal, we keep Justin for one more year considering that we get rid of Eberflus and bring in the right coach, a.k.a. Harbaugh, to work with Justin on the last year of his rookie deal and see if we want to extend or use the draft capital to move forward. Uh, okay, so which would I? Which would we prefer? I think, Is one, that what you're asking? I think one of the two picks will be traded down. Yeah, I think it might be two. I don't disagree. Yeah, I think one of the first two will be tra- traded down. We got to wait and see. Come, but January. you got to find see a where partner. They are. You got to have they a are. partner. If you got no partner, it doesn't make a difference. I I, I just. I have a hard time seeing them pass. Uh, I have a hard time seeing them passing on one of those quarterbacks. That's, I, I don't know, though. Who knows? It's in April, for crying out loud. It's, this is November 7th. 
It's in April. I don't know. <laughs> and we'll be but there. My, my, we'll be in Detroit. Uh, we're going to Detroit. You we're and I. To, me and you. We'll drive there. I, I don't know how it's going to look. Uh, but I just my my hunch is it would be hard for them to pass with one of those picks on uh, one of the quarterbacks. Maybe they'll do their offseason work and say, no, they're not as good as everybody thinks. We don't like Drake May. We don't like Bo Nix. He's too old. We don't like Caleb Williams. Uh, I, so that it's all possible. It's in April. I don't know. Right, I also right don't now, just, the Bears have the number two and three picks. They have the number two and number three. Yeah. Yurko might be onto something. They might want to take one of those and move down so that they could load up on some of the stuff they've missed out on the last, you know, with the, the trading of these second round picks and losing another one that's, you know, in all likelihood going to be a top 40 pick. You got sweat, that's fine, but you lost that pick. And I think he'd like to recoup a second round pick if he could. So I, I don't uh, think that that's crazy. That could very much be a possibility. Uh, you'd really load up, I think, moving down from that spot. Coming up, uh, we're going to cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie. They're live at Hallis. Yurko's got the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. He also knows Yurko will put anything in his mouth. That's right. No, he said I'll eat anything. Well, same You're thing. the one that took it to a different direction. You it's ought to be ashamed of yourself. It's the same thing, isn't it? No, nope, it's not the same thing.